Let's all now turn to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4. And as you do that, we're going to read verses 2 through 5. 2 Timothy 4, verses 2 through 5. If you could please stand on the reading of his word. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verses 2 through 5 says this. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all patience and teaching. For the time will come when people will not endure sound doctrine, but they will gather to themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires having itching ears. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn to myths. But be self-controlled in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. And prove your ministry. God bless and honor the ring of his word. And you may be seated. The times they are changing. The times they are changing, as the old hippie song once said. The times they are changing, they most certainly are. And the clocks this morning proves it, don't they? And I know that you're all sleepy. You're all sleepy because I can see it in your faces. You're all sleepy, all because of one hour's change. I know I am. I know I am. Isn't it funny what one hour will do? It's funny what one hour will do. One hour makes everything different, doesn't it? How is that possible? It makes a lot of difference, doesn't it? I hate time changing. I hate the time changing. I gotta say it, if there's one thing I hate, I hate the time changing. I just do. It just drives me insane. I don't like losing an hour. I feel like a grumpy old man. And you say, cause you is. Okay, I am. I'm a little bit grumpy old man. I hate that time changing, okay? But here's the thing. Times they are changing. The clock proves that this week, this week we can see that the seasons are changing, and it's hard to tell that with the way the weather has been. Remember, we're in Missouri. We're in Missouri where there's lots of misery. There's misery in misery. Wait a minute, what did I say that right? No, I don't think so. But the fact is there's misery in Missouri because the way the weather does, it makes it pretty miserable, doesn't it? <laughs> we can't tell the spring is right here at the doorstep. Can't we tell that? No. Why? Because the weather can't tell. It doesn't know what it wants to do. How are we supposed to know what to do? It's hard to tell. The new seasons are upon us. It's knocking at the door. Uh, spring is. This is hard to tell. Uh, we're to be ready for all seasons. We're to be ready for all seasons. Uh, for all four seasons, we're to be ready. All right? But now I'm not just talking about the seasons. I'm not just talking about the seasons. I'm talking about the seasons change. No, 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 no. The fact is the title of today's uh, sermon is For All Seasons. And as clever as I am, oh, I'm just so clever, I say sarcastically, I decided to name it For All Seasons, and I used the number four. Instead of F-O-R, it's F-O-U-R. So, yeah, I'm real clever. For All Seasons, because there's four seasons in the change. But we're to be ready for all seasons. The Bible tells us so. The times they are changing, and the world, the world changes with it. The world changes all the time for the worse. And we know that. Well, what does it say in 1 John 5, 19? 
It says this, 1 John 5.19. Well, you know the drill. You know I'm always telling you it's best to write it down because I, I have so many scriptures. Best to write it down than to look it with it. Okay, it says 1 John 5.19. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. Now the world, it changes. We're talking about the world now, the, the, the lost world. It, it changes. We're not to change with it though. We're to be in the world, not of the world. We'll talk about that in a moment. Okay, so time changes. The world, it changes too. But the word, the word doesn't change, right? The world may change, but the word doesn't change. We're talking about the Bible, it doesn't change. The Bible doesn't change, nor does it mean its meaning doesn't change. A lot of times people try to change the word to go along with the ways of the world. But we're not to do that, Christian brothers and sisters. We're not to do that. We're not to change the word. The Bible doesn't change our morals, our ethics. In other words, our ethics shouldn't change. The biblical ethics, the biblical ways shouldn't change. The Bible, the biblical ways are always not to change. They're to always be that way. They're to biblically always be that way. Okay, so they're not always social, which is to say the society around us doesn't always go with the Bible. That's the way it is. You know what I'm saying. In our country, it was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. But our country now doesn't go by the gospel of Jesus Christ. But guess what, folks? That doesn't mean you as a Christian shouldn't go by the gospel of Jesus Christ because you are a Christian soldier. You are a Christian child. You are a Christian born again by the blood of Jesus. You are to still go by the ethics, the morals of Jesus. Now, this is difficult to do. It's difficult to do when you are surrounded by people that don't want to go by the ethics, by the morals, by the rules, you could say. I guess you could use that word. By the ways of the word, not the ways of the world. It's kind of hard to say both those uh, words in, in a row, isn't it? World, 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 world. It's hard to say, but you should go by the ways of the Bible, the word, not the ways of the world. You hate the Bible, by the way. It's hard. Times change. The world changes with it, but the word of God, the Bible, does not change. It just doesn't. Our morals, our ethics shouldn't change. We're to be biblical always, not social. In other words, that doesn't mean we're not to talk to people, be kind to people. We're not to go with the ways of the world, the ways of society around us. But wait a minute. Society says not to follow the Bible anymore. The, Bi the society around us says that the Bible is wrong. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what society says. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. It doesn't matter what society says. But the president says this. But the president says that, and it doesn't matter which president. The, this person says this, but the governor says this, but the mayor says it doesn't matter. They're the ones who you got to answer to for forever and eternity? No. No. But my boss says this, my boss says that. But your main boss, look, I'm not talking about being in your face of your boss, but your main boss is to be the Lord God. Amen? Amen. Do you pray to your boss every night? Now, I know you don't. And I don't know your boss. But I assume that you're not best friends with your boss. Maybe you are. And that's good, I guess. But if you if you uh, are best pals with your boss, or if you have a boss you can't stand, maybe you do. I don't know. But I can't imagine 
at night you're sitting there saying, well, thank goodness for my boss, and that you want to pray to that boss. But I do know one thing. We pray to the Lord God, and we're to follow the Lord God, and he doesn't change. It doesn't matter when. The Lord God doesn't change. The word of God, the Bible, doesn't change. But people don't like the Bible now because it messes with their lives. Folks, we're to follow the Word of God, the Bible, always. Now, some Christians don't follow like they should. Well, there's a friend of mine who I know of. I guess he's a friend. I, I don't necessarily know him all that well, but I, I know of him at least. A friend of mine who, uh, while he's at work, he behaves one way. And uh, he, he dresses different there, at least. And uh, he, but, but he goes by a different name there. He goes by a completely different name there. The fact is, is while he's at work, you wouldn't even recognize him. You wouldn't even recognize him at work. But then, when he goes out, when he goes out, he goes with a completely different amount of people. You ever know people like that? He goes out with a completely different type of people when he's not at work. He goes and joins a club, a league, you could say. He goes and joins a league and... Oh, they think he's a super guy. Now, I personally, I'm a super man even. I personally uh, like him. I, I call him Kal-El. You know, I'm talking about Superman, by the way. Uh, joking around about it. But the reason why I'm, I'm using that as an example, an illustration, you could say. I mean, I think he's out of this world. The reason why I'm joking about that is because I'm using it as an illustration how this, uh, this character I'm joking about is because in reality, in reality... A lot of people, a lot of Christians, uh, go around with all these different personalities, these different uh, personalities, and they go around uh, one way, living one way, and looking different, having different uh, ways of dressing, different ways of acting, different ways of behaving. I joked around about him uh, going away dressing different with a different name, and I'm, of course, joking around about the fact that the character of Superman goes around like Clark Kent over here and has goes to work, you know, there's a lot of Christians who do that. They, at work, they go around behaving one way. And they do, don't they? At work, they're one way with their pals. And then they go out to their party pals, right? And they're completely different. Then they go to church, and they're different at church than they are with their party pals. And then that Christian goes out to their family, and they're different with their family. Then they go this way, they're different. We're not to be that way, people. If you're a Christian, a true born-again believer, you're to be that way always. You're to be, for all seasons, you're to be one way. God says to be instant in season and out of season. That means you're to be one way. Okay? So you're not to have secret identities. You're not to put on a decoration. You're not to put on a disguise. You're not to be one way at work and then one way here. And I used to have several jobs. I've worked at McDonald's. Oh, I'm so proud. And I, I can understand why you're jealous. To try not to be. I used to work at a place called uh, Regal Plastic. I can understand, again, why you'd be so jealous of that. One in particular person here. Uh, I used to work at a place called Sam's Club. I know there's one guy here who understands that real well. He worked with me there. I used to work at several places, but I'll tell you one thing. No matter where I was, sometimes I didn't act right. But I will say that no matter where I was, I loved Jesus Christ. I didn't go into work cursing, carousing, acting a fool, being Philip Kent one place and Philip Mann in another place, and then the Christian soldier in another place. 
wherever I was, I was God's son. In other words, God's child. Do you know why? Because that's how you're to be. When you go to your family reunion, you're to be a proud child of God. When you go out to your friend's house, you'd be a proud child of God. When you go to work, you'd be a proud child of God. When you go anywhere, you're to be a proud child of God. When? On Sunday? No, all days, seven days a week, every day of the year, not just on certain days, always. Many Christians have multiple personalities. Multiple personalities. Now, I'm not talking the fact that they got an illness. I'm talking about they have multiple personalities, multiple identities, multiple lives, and this ought not to be so. Or not to do that. As soldiers of God, we need to keep his word. We need to live his word every day. Going back to 2 Timothy chapter 4, 2 through 5, I'm going to read it again. It says to preach the word. That means give it to other people. Oh, but I'm not a preacher. I'm not talking about getting up behind this pulpit. I'm not talking about taking a pulpit with you. I'm not talking about that. But we're to preach it. Give it to others. Be ready in season and out of season. I mean, always be ready. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort. Is it to always better ourselves and to rebuke others and ourselves when, whenever we're not doing well? Let the Holy Spirit change us. That doesn't mean we go around saying, you need to change. Don't do that. Let the Holy Spirit use you. Let the Holy Spirit change you and rebuke you. And yes, if you rebuke others, don't let it be you that doesn't let it be the Holy Spirit. But even in that, don't let it be you preaching in their face. Do it through love and compassion. If people ask you a question, which is the best way to do it, by the way, if people ask you a question, what does the Bible say about this? Know the word. Live the word. But don't just say, well, it's best not to be a drunk. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Live it first, then speak it. But even in that, don't be in their face, preaching in their face and be judgmental. Do it with love and kindness and passion. So vitally important. We are to be good soldiers of the Lord. Listen when it says, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort. That means build up. Give it to them. And with all patience ooh, and teaching. Patience. People miss. They don't teach that a lot. Patience. We gotta be patient. Be patient. That means love. Means kindness. Be patient. You, you, you know what it's like when you're trying to teach a kid to walk. That little kid doesn't just go, okay, let's walk. And the kid goes, okay. And they don't go running like Forrest Gump. No. No. They don't just go running. Okay. Woo. No. The kid tries to walk once and they fall down. You, you have to stand them up one by one. You have to be patient with them. God's trying to stand you up, children. He's trying to stand you up. You can't just stick, get to going. No, it takes step by step by step by step. We've got to be patient with our brothers and sisters of Christ. We've got to be patient with the people of the world around us. You can't just expect them just to be up and about and ready to go. you got to wait. Be patient. Wait. There's a time of change, and they got to change too. But we got to be ready for all seasons of this. we got to be ready. For the time will come when people, and this is talking about the world around us, when people will not endure sound doctrine. Well, we see it. We see it every day. You turn on the news. You see your brothers and sisters in Christ out there. You see who they're working with. You all know. You see them. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They will gather into themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires, having itching ears. Yeah, but preacher, 
Preacher Holier Than Thou says this or that, but Preacher Rotten Than Thou, he's out there. He says it's okay to live in sex out of wedlock. He says it's okay to do this and that that I want to do. Well, listen, if you decided that, and I know I use diet as an example a lot, but there's a reason for that, because I've done well and I have done terrible. I've done good and I've done bad, okay? Here's the thing. If you go on a diet and it says only eat lettuce, I hate lettuce, you know that. Only eat lettuce like a rabbit and you'll lose a lot of weight real quick. That's not going to sit too well with me. But if you have a, a, a diet, a false diet, that says only eat Twinkies, I'm going to go, what? A Twinkie diet? Woohoo! But here's the problem. It's not going to work. It's going to hurt you. You're going to gain weight, not lose weight. All Twinkies all the time. Woohoo! I like a Twinkie diet until you get on the scale. The scale goes boom and the springs bust out and all that. So, oh, they lied to me. Of course they lied to you. They were trying to get you to buy the book. You know better than that. How many people in the world are trying to get you to buy the Twinkie Sin diet? You know that. Come on. We're going to be ready for all seasons. All seasons. And that's what happens. They're going for their own desires and having itching ears. Verse 4 says, and they will turn their ears away from the truth into the mist. Come on now. They're going to the Twinkie Sin myths. This is what they're doing. You know what's going to be terrible? I have a bad feeling people are going to call the Twinkie factories and scream it at them after today. Please don't tell them the Pastor Philip did that to you. That's not what I'm saying. Anyway, but it says, be self-controlled in all things. Verse 5 says, be self-controlled in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Improve your ministry. You're going to go through afflictions. Go through them. Go out there. Continue to preach the word. Okay. We're going to go through all those things. We need to continue to keep on going. We need to be prepared. Always be prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared by working as a Christian soldier. Going forward, be prepared always. We're not to be the special kinds of Christians. So many are Christians at Christmas, Christians at Easter, Christians only then. No, 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 no. We're not to only be Christians when it's convenient or Christians when there's a hard time and that's it. No, not just then, not just when someone passes away and we're at their funeral. No, we should be at church. Growing when we can, always, and that this is not to get on to people if if they've been sick or whatever, and it's not that, but it's this. We should be growing continuously in the Word, and I've been just as guilty as anyone else. There's times that I have put the Word down, and then I said, no, 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 get back up. Train yourself. We need to be prepared always. In all seasons, be prepared through prayer, through supplication. Supplication means breaking in the Word and growing from it. We need to be prepared in prayer always, always. Not living two lives, not living a secret identity. No, one identity. Soldier in Christ, always, for all seasons. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he is tried, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. You know, everybody says they love God, especially every Christian. 
I love God. That's great. I'm glad. But here's the thing. If you love God, show it. Prove yourself. Now, I'm not saying you win your salvation. I'm not saying that at all. But it's like when a man loves a woman. I'm not talking about the song, when a man. No, I'm not talking about that. But when a man loves a woman, you can't say you love a woman and just do nothing. Once in a while, do something to show it. Okay, guys, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. But I'm, you're talking to the laziest man on earth when it comes to things. But once in a while, do the dishes. Once in a while, take out the trash. Once in a while, give her a card. Once in a while, come over and kiss her on the cheek. Whatever it might be. I mean, you know, you know your gal. But the point is, is once in a while, we do things differently. Do things that show them your love. There's ways, actions, actions. If you love God, show him you love him. If you love the Lord God, go to church. If you love the Lord God, read the word. If you love the Lord God, pray to him. If you love the Lord God, show you love him. You say you love God, fine. Then it's not hard to love God. You say you love the Lord Jesus Christ, and this is not a problem. You say you love your grandchildren, be with your grandchildren when the time comes. If someone asks you to watch your grandchildren, you don't mind. You don't have to say, boy, I don't know. I just don't feel like it. No, usually when you love your grandchildren, it's not hard, is it? Because when you love your grandchildren, man, you, yeah, okay, you may have a headache. You may not want to at that moment because you're feeling tired. But you say, okay. And then, oh, the joy you get. Those babies come over. Isn't that wonderful? God loves you. He doesn't say, I don't feel. I know God doesn't say this about me. A moment I was about to say, oh, I hope not. But no, in fact, I know he doesn't. God doesn't say, I don't feel like being with Philip right now. Now, you may think that, but God doesn't think that. He says, I love my son. I love my child. He says the same about you. Never doubt it. Don't listen to that idiot Satan. Listen to God. He loves you always and wants to be with you always. Do we want to be with him always? We better. We should. We should. We need to be prepared always. Be not only be prepared always, but we need to be prepared in all ways. Okay, not just be prepared always at all times, but be prepared in all ways. Because there's two different things there. In all ways, emotionally, be prepared. Mentally, be prepared morally, be prepared spiritually. Now I've mentioned these things sometimes, but here's the truth. They all affect one another. They affect one another. Because if you're emotionally prepared, then mentally you'll be prepared. And if you're mentally prepared, morally you'll be prepared. But if not, they will affect one another. Now, I have scriptures for these, but here's the truth. I put all the emotional, mental, and moral together because they all connect. And a lot of the scriptures talk about them together, and they do. The mo emotional and mental and moral all come together. They do. You know it's true. In fact, I was talking with a good friend of mine just this morning. I love him to death. He was talking with me this morning, and we were talking about how when you're watching certain movies or listening to certain music or reading certain things, it's funny how all of a sudden you find yourself drifting from the Lord. You don't mean to. You don't say, you know what I think I'm going to do today? I think I'm going to backslide just a little bit. Doesn't that sound fun? No, no one does that. I just feel like something bad is about to happen. No, you don't feel like you're just going to backslide. I'm in a backsliding mood. No, it just happens gradually. This is why men and women... If someone flirts with you and you're in a good relationship, walk away. If Satan is flirting with you, which he does all of us, walk away. Say, get away. I'm in a relationship. I'm in a relationship with Jesus Christ. If he's flirting with you, say, 
boy, you're looking good. You say, you're looking bad, get away. Get away, change that channel. Get away from it right now, because if you don't, ooh, you may start getting into it and say, oh, thank you, that makes me feel so good. It makes me feel so good about myself. And before too long, you're coming more to that relationship with the world and away from the relationship with Christ, and you don't want that. You want to stand strong for all seasons, for all seasons, for all seasons. Not just the Christmas season, not just the Easter season, but all four seasons. i got to take this off. I'm getting myself all worked up. The fact of the matter is, is we need to be prepared all seasons. Amen? Emotionally, mentally, and morally, we are to live the ethical, moral compass of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us. It is the Holy Spirit. And if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit. You may not listen to the Holy Spirit. I hope you do. But you have that Holy Spirit. And I'll only read you uh, Isaiah 520. You might want to write this down. In fact, I, I suggest you do. No matter if you want to write or not, remember this. Isaiah 520. I quote this continuously. Who believes we're in the last days? You are. We are, whether you believe it or not. We have been ever since Jesus Christ died on the cross. It's it says the Holy Spirit came. We have been for over 2,000 years. I guess I said that too quick and quietly. Over 2,000 years. Over 2,000 years. But let me, let me explain this to you. Isaiah 520. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who exchange darkness for light and light for darkness. Who exchange bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Now, folks, I know right away you're probably thinking of people you know or maybe yourself. There are times that we sometimes want the good for bad and the bad for good. People who a lot of times say, oh, lying's not so bad. If you're doing it for good reasons, wrong. Now, I'm not talking about being a jerk for the sake of, of uh, you, know, you know, oh, yeah, that's an ugly dress. No, no, men, don't do that. <laughs> you want to stay married. No, the point is... <laughs> No, the point is, is I'm saying, use some common sense. But that being said, at the same time, at the same time, honesty always, always honesty. And we're not to go towards evil things. Christian soldier, for all seasons, stay on the way of Christ. For all seasons. Not once in a while, always, 24-7. This is hard, Pastor. I know, I know. You're talking to me, I'm talking to you. I'm looking in the mirror. It's hard to stay on the season path. I know that. That's why we need seasoning. Not just a little seasoning here and there. We need seasoning on all seasons. We're talking about the seasoning of the Word of the Lord God. We need it constantly. It says in 1 Corinthians 15.33, Do not be deceived. Okay, you know what we said a while ago about watching movies and all these things? Listen to what it says here. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Bad company corrupts good morals. Now, you know when this came out. Long ago, uh, whenever Paul wrote this to the people of Corinth, he said, bad company corrupts good morals. He was right. The people you hang around with, if they're people of bad morals, it's going to deceive you. You will slowly, like I said a while ago, slowly wave over. Like I said many times before, like being in the pool, close your eyes and before too long, whoa, how to get all the way over here? Folks, it doesn't just happen if you're in person with them. 
My dad used to always say, be careful who you hang around with, son. Be careful. Now, listen, if you know that guy's got a bad reputation in school, don't hang around with him. Folks, it's the same way with what we watch, what we listen to, who we listen to, because you will be influenced. We got to be careful. Got to be careful. It says in James 1.21, therefore lay aside all filthiness and remaining wickedness and receive the meekness and engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Let the word of God, let the word of God guide us. Let the word of God, word of God guide us. It says in 3 John 1.11, Beloved, do not imitate that which is evil, but that which is good. Whoever does good is from God, but whoever does evil has not seen God. It's not talking about salvation necessarily, but it's saying that if we want to be of God, let's behave like the Lord God in his ways, not the ways of the world. Now, you ever drive by a house and you've seen them decorated really good for a season, whatever season that might be. Could be Halloween time. They got nice pumpkins and things. And then suddenly it comes Thanksgiving. And they got nice Thanksgiving stuff out too, but they still have the Halloween stuff out there too. And then there comes Christmas. And they got lights with the pumpkins, with the turkeys, with the, and then comes New Year's, and they got woo, and they got that with the lights of Christmas, with the, and then comes Valentine's Day with the hearts, with the Christmas, with the pumpkins, with the jack o' lantern, with, and then it goes on and on and on, and before too long, here comes Fourth of July. They got the flag with the pumpkin with, and you, after a while you're like, come on, folks, listen, our seasons go around a time. And we are not to have all seasons of the world with the word and everything else. We are to have the season of the Lord for all seasons. We are to have the season of the Lord God for all seasons, not the ones of the word and the world and everything else. But for all seasons, we are to show the celebration of the Lord Jesus Christ. This, by the way, is not to say that if you celebrate and have decorations on, it's only have Jesus on your house. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying that we in our own life are to be decorated the way that we live to have the Lord Jesus shown to everybody around. And we're to make sure that we have that celebration for everyone to see all the time, for all seasons. Allow the people to see it emotionally, mentally, and morally because when you do this, when you do this, then spiritually you're showing it too. Amen? Spiritually. Because in Matthew 18, 20 it says, For where two or three are assembled in my name, there I am in the midst. In other words, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am also. This is why we are not to hang around in the places of the world. We are not to be in those places also. We are to be with those who are also following the, the Lord God, like you are right now, like our, our others, brothers and sisters of Christ, right now in other churches, not just a church building, but churches, those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and follow the word God, our brothers and sisters of Christ. They're part of the main church. And we love them. Praise God for them. Thank God for them. They are spiritually being guided. Thank God. And that affects their moral stance, their mental stance, their emotional stance. And when Satan tries to get them, when they look to the Lord God through the Holy Spirit, he says, get thee behind me, Satan. I'm following the Lord Jesus Christ. You have no place for me here. Amen. And you do the same. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and self-control. You have self-control, not fear. 
We can do this for our brothers and sisters in Christ, as it says in James 5.16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for another, that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. By the way, this doesn't mean you go to every Christian you meet and say, oh, I got this fault and that fault. It doesn't mean that. It means you say, I just need prayer right now. I'm having a lot of problems. You can go to your pastor or other people and talk to them, but I, I wouldn't go and tell everybody every little thing that you have wrong with you. I wouldn't do that because they may have a fault in the weakness of gossip. They may have a fault and a weakness in other areas, and you're tempting them. And you wouldn't mean to, but boy, I would just be very careful. Go to the very few to tell everything. But you can go to them and have them pray for you and be very discreet. But you can be you can be able to go to your brothers and sisters and lean on them. And they on you. That's the beauty of your family in Christ. I love what Jesus says in John 6, 63. It is the spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. Praise the Lord. You know, I don't know about you, but I like some sports. Not a lot. I like some sports that are actual sports. I like some sports that are actually like a play. I'm not wrestling. But the, the point of all this is the fact that these people, whether you like that or others, they are all athletes. These athletes, every one of them, all of them, uh, baseball, football, whatever sport it is that you like, or maybe you don't like that sport, maybe you like something else. The point is that they all have to stay in shape. They have to stay in shape. What, their season, basketball season, football season, whatever season? No, all seasons. For all seasons, they have to stay in shape because if you, let's just use football for an example. Football season has just ended. If you as a football player, don't stay in shape, then guess what? When that season comes around, you're not going to be ready. You're not going to be ready. And folks, I got news for you. Christian season never ends. Christian season never ends. It's for all seasons. It never ends. You are always to be prepared and ready to serve the Lord God. You don't just say, well, it was from September to January, and now technically... The Super Bowl of Christianity is done. No, it never stops just because Easter is here. It never stops. You are always to be prepared. You're to have the strength of a soldier of God. Stay fit, stay ready. I won't read all the things I wanted to read because I don't have time, but I will tell you this in Matthew 25, 13. It says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man is coming. You need to be prepared always. Have your strength prepared. People talk about this being the last day. And they're right. We are in the last days. We are. We need to be prepared. We need to be ready. We need to walk strong. Always ready. As it says in 1 Corinthians 6.13. It says, watch. Stand fast in faith. Be bold like men and be strong. Or in 1 Corinthians 15.58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Folks, we in all seasons, we need to be prepared, be ready, be strong. Stand forth for the Lord God. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. Be ready, not just in certain holidays or spiritual holidays or whatever. You need to be ready. 
because one day the Lord God is going to come. Jesus Christ is going to come. And now it's time to talk about something that's very sad. One day the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come. And there are some people who are not prepared. There are some people who are not ready. There are some people who are dying even right now. And they think because they've gone to church on those special days, whatever day it might be, maybe to visit this and that, they think because they believe God is real, they think that they're going to go to heaven. They think because they've heard John 3.16, or because they have prayed once in a while, or because they were with their grandma, grandpa, whatever it might be, that because, I mean, I, I've heard young people throughout my whole life as I used to teach children, they believe, well, I went to church with my grandparents, and so therefore I'm going to heaven. And that's not how it works. They've not prayed in faith and asked Jesus Christ and believed with all the heart and soul that he is the way, the only way into heaven. They did not know that through their faith in his grace, through the blood that he shed on the cross and that he rose from the dead. And so therefore, when those people die, they do not go into heaven. They die and go to hell for eternity. There's no way out. And that's very sad. I know the people even recently who passed away, and I have no idea where they're, they're at. And that breaks my heart. You can try to think about them. Well, I, I think they're in heaven because they're a nice person. Well, this person may have been very nice in the ways of, that we know it, the ways of the world. They may have bought a Hallmark card every single day and sent it to someone's doorstep, and that is a very kind thing to do. But kindness in the ways of the world is nothing to the ways of the word. In other words, the ways of God, the ways of Jesus Christ. Because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You understand what I'm saying? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Philip Koontz deserves to go to hell. That's me. Philip Koontz deserves to go to hell. I deserve to burn for eternity in hell. I deserve it. And guess what? I'm sorry to say this because it sounds so cruel, but it's true. You do too. You deserve to go to hell. I deserve to go to hell. We deserve to burn in hell for eternity. Everyone does. You could put the name before it, except for Jesus. All of us deserve to go to hell. All of us deserve to burn for eternity. Every single one of us. Because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us deserve to burn. That's very heavy. I know. The beauty is, we don't have to. Because of the love of Jesus Christ, I'm saved for all seasons. Because of the love and grace of Jesus, I'm going to go to heaven for all seasons. And while I'm on this earth, I'm going to preach the word all seasons. I'm going to live for God for all seasons. I'm here to show the love of the Lord God to all people for all seasons. And I know you are too. And we need to get up every day and repent. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about the fact that we need to be refreshed every day for all seasons, continuously getting up and reviving ourselves for all seasons, continuously. Amen? Amen. So we can grow. And the question becomes for those people who do not know the Lord or do not know if they know the Lord, have a question in their head and in their heart and in their soul. What if we are not ready? What if we're not ready? What if we're not ready when the time comes? What if we get knocked down? 
What if we trip, Christians? What if we trip? What if we're a bad witness to others, even for ourselves? If we get knocked down, let God stand you up again. Call out to him today. He can do this very thing. Let God stand you up again. He can do that. We can't stand up on our own. You know, there was a corny song in the 90s. You say, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Fact is, we can't get up again on our own. Oh, we try, but we're not strong enough to do it on our own. But God can stand us up when we follow him and we can walk following Jesus. The problem is we don't follow him enough. That's why we keep falling down. If we stay on track following him, all would be well. But for all seasons, we need to be behind Christ, not walking on our own. I can do it. No, you can't. That's the, that's a problem. We can't do it. But I'm a good person. No, no, you're not. You're not a good person. I'm sorry. Did I bust your bubble? I'm not a good person. Okay, to the people of the world, I might look like a great guy. I don't know. But the point is, I'm not a good person. On my own, I'm being hell. I'm still a sinner. Jesus is the only one who's perfect. The only one. Without him, I could do nothing. For all seasons, I need Jesus. For all seasons, not just during Christmas, not just during Easter. For all seasons, we need it. For all seasons. If we get knocked down, call out to Jesus. Maybe you need him today. Maybe you need that refreshing feeling now. Come forward. Here in just a moment, come forward. Pray it. Feel it. Pray for him today. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not in our own. In the power of his might. And the last scripture I read to you today, Hebrews 10, 23. Let us firmly hold the profession of our faith without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Jesus is faithful. Now, I know this is heavy heavy sermon for all seasons Jesus loves you he died for you so you can be saved for all seasons and for all four seasons we're to serve him love him be there for him like he's there for us and to show the love of Jesus to all people for all seasons we're to love the people around no matter if you like them or not you're to love them and show the love of Jesus Christ for all seasons you can be saved for all seasons we deserve to be in hell but for all seasons you're not going to go to hell because of what he did for us for all seasons where are you going to be today if you were to die where would you be tomorrow what are we going to be for all seasons? Let us bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you for this day. Lord God, I thank you for what you have done for us all. I thank you so much that you love us despite the fact that we do not deserve it, not whatsoever. And I pray right now, that you will call out to us today for those who need you, who do not know you as a personal Savior, that today they will call out to you. Maybe they don't know the right words to say, but they know the emotion. They know 
what they're saying in their hearts. I pray today that they will call out and ask you to be their savior, to save their souls, whether they be here or whether they be at home, that they not be afraid to come forward to you, Lord, to call out to you, that they become your child. Maybe there are people here who are doubting. They're doubting not necessarily their salvation, but their stance with you, their growth with you, their obedience to you, their life with you. I pray this day that they will ask you, Lord God, for rededication. I pray this day, Lord God, they will walk away feeling fresh, knowing, Lord Jesus Christ, that you are guiding them, leading them, and that for all seasons that you will continue to be with them and help them in this difficult world, in this difficult time, and that for all seasons, Lord God, you will be with them. Even in this world, the way it is, there's wars and rumors of wars, Lord God. But you say in your word that even in these last days that you will be with us in all these seasons. And Lord God, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for loving us and saving us for all seasons. In Jesus' name, amen.